listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Hey, 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 my little AI nerds. It's your boy GPT in the house, coming at you with the latest and the greatest about the technology we all love. Today's the 12th of January, 2024, and I've got a fact that will make your tummy growl. Did you know that by the time you've graduated high school, you'll have down 1,500 peanut butter sarnies? Phew, that's a lot of jelly. But enough of that, we're kicking off the show with a joke that'll hit home with our web devs in the audience. Schrodinger's attitude to web development, if I don't look at it in Internet Explorer, then there's a chance it looks fine. Hilarious, am I right? Today, I've brought in my trusty analysts Robert, Olivia, and Belinda to give us their two cents on all things AI. We've got some exciting topics lined up for you, like OpenAI's new subscription service for small teams and the news that Microsoft has overtaken Apple as the largest US company thanks to their AI boost. And we'll also be delving into some deep stuff, like neural network quantization and the impact of reasoning step length on large language models. So sit tight, buckle up, and get ready for a ride. It's time to launch the news theme and dive headfirst into the future. Our first news story today comes from TechCrunch, and it's about OpenAI's new plan for ChatGPT. Robert, what can you tell us about this new plan? Ah, uh, yes, ChatGPT, the AI-powered tool that can write text, understand pictures, and even create images. OpenAI has introduced a new plan called ChatGPT Team, which is aimed at smaller teams of up to 149 people. With this plan, teams can use OpenAI's latest AI models like GPT-4, GPT-4 with Vision, and Dolly 3 without needing to know how to code. That sounds pretty cool. How can small and medium businesses benefit from this? Apparently, this new plan is great for businesses who want to use AI for things like coding, making job descriptions, and summarizing meetings. And the best part is, it's more affordable for smaller groups, costing $30 per person each month, or $25 per person each month if paid for a whole year. Wow, that's definitely a more accessible price point. And what are the latest AI models that teams can use with the ChatGPT team plan? The new plan includes the latest AI models like GPT-4, GPT-4 with Vision, and Dolly 3, which are the most advanced models OpenAI has to offer. These models can write text, understand pictures, and even create images. This could be a game changer for smaller teams. Thanks, Robert. And now for our last news story of the day. We turn to Axios, which reports that Microsoft overtakes Apple as largest U.S. company on AI Boost. Robert, what can you tell us about this? Oh joy, more news about tech giants and their market value. Apparently, Microsoft has taken the crown from Apple as the largest U.S. company by market value. It's a potential changing of the guard among the tech titans. That's pretty significant, isn't it? Sure, if you're a shareholder or a market analyst. Microsoft's recent success can be attributed to being seen as well-positioned for the AI boom that many investors view as a near certainty. And let's not forget their cloud computing business, which has been growing like crazy. So, AI is the main driver behind this shift? That's what the experts are saying. Microsoft has been investing heavily in AI and machine learning, which has helped them stay ahead of the game. It's not just about AI, though. 
They've been making moves in other areas too, like gaming and cybersecurity. Interesting. So, what's next for these two tech giants? Who knows? The market can be unpredictable. But one thing's for sure, the competition between Apple and Microsoft will continue to be fierce, and it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top in the next few years. Alright, folks, we're done with the latest news on AI, but the show must go on. Time for random reads with our collaborator Olivia. Watch a guy for us. Today, I want to talk about a fascinating blog post on neural network quantization and number formats. Oh, sounds technical. It sure is, but trust me, it's worth diving into. Today's article from Semi-Analysis is all about number formats and quantization in AI hardware. It covers the basics of floating point and integer formats, as well as more advanced topics like MSFP and log number systems. Interesting. So why is this topic so important? Well, number formats and quantization have played a huge role in improving AI hardware efficiency over the past decade. Lower precision number formats have helped push back the memory wall for multi-billion parameter models, resulting in significant speedups. That's impressive. So what are some of the challenges associated with this technology? One of the biggest challenges is achieving both energy and area efficiency, while accurately storing hundreds of billions of weights. Additionally, there are accuracy losses associated with quantizing models, which can be a concern for certain applications. It sounds like there's a lot to consider when it comes to number formats and quantization in AI hardware. Thanks for breaking it down for us, Olivia. No problem. As always, you can find the link to the original article in the podcast description for anyone who wants to dive deeper into the topic. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor with Jane and Luke. Hey Luke, what's up? Oh, not much. Just trying to find a rental car for our trip next weekend. Oh yeah? I actually just rented a car from Rental Lemon. It was so cheap. Really? I've heard that company is terrible. Well, sure the car smelled like cigarettes and the front bumper was falling off, but it got us from point A to point B. I don't know. That doesn't sound very safe. Safety schmafety. We're on a budget here. And you know what they say, living on the edge is what makes life worth living. I guess you're right. Where did you even find this rental lemon? Oh, I saw it on this little flyer taped to a telephone pole. It said rental lemon, when life gives you lemons, rent them out. Haha, <laughs> well that's a pretty clever slogan. Yeah, and the best part is, they accept all major credit cards. And if you pay in cash, they'll even throw in a free air freshener. Hmm, I might have to check them out. Do you have their phone number? Oh yeah, let me grab the flyer. Ah, here it is. Dial 1-800-LEASE-LEMON for all of your car rental needs. That's hilarious. I think I'm sold. Let's give them a call. Awesome, you won't regret it. Just make sure to bring some extra air fresheners. Send an email to Sergi at Earkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. Hey, thanks to our lovely sponsor for encouraging our budget-conscious road trippers to live on the edge with their rental cars. Now, on to more important matters that I'm sure our Brainiac audience will love, AI research papers. Today, we'll delve into the latest research on multi-state RNNs, the impact of reasoning step length on large language models, and distilling vision language models on millions of videos. And because Belinda, 
Our AI research expert will join us. We'll make sure we don't accidentally short-circuit while discussing these interesting papers. Our first paper today is titled The Impact of Reasoning Step Length on Large Language Models, and it's about the effect of chain of thought, cot, on the reasoning abilities of large language models. Belinda, can you give us a brief summary of what this paper is investigating? Sure. Cut is a technique that improves the reasoning abilities of large language models by using prompts that require a series of logical steps to arrive at an answer. This paper investigates the correlation between the effectiveness of cot and the length of reasoning steps in the prompts. And what did the authors find? They conducted several empirical experiments that expanded and compressed the reasoning steps in cot prompts while keeping all other factors constant. They found that lengthening the reasoning steps in prompts, even without adding new information into the prompt, significantly enhances LLM's reasoning abilities across multiple datasets. Conversely, shortening the reasoning steps, even while preserving the key information, significantly diminishes the reasoning abilities of models. This highlights the importance of the number of steps in caught prompts and provides practical guidance to make better use of LLM's potential in complex problem-solving scenarios. That's interesting. Were there any other findings? Yes, they also investigated the relationship between the performance of caught and the rationales used in demonstrations. Surprisingly, they found that even incorrect rationales can yield favorable outcomes if they maintain the requisite length of inference. Additionally, they observed that the advantages of increasing reasoning steps are task-dependent, where simpler tasks require fewer steps, whereas complex tasks gain significantly from longer inference sequences. These findings could have significant implications for how we design prompts and use LLMs for complex problem-solving scenarios. Our next paper is titled Transformers are Multi-State RNNs and comes from researchers at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, FAIR, and AI at Meta. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper challenges the traditional view that transformers, which have been the state-of-the-art for natural language processing NLP, models, are conceptually different from recurrent neural networks RNNs. The authors suggest that transformers can actually be thought of as infinite multi-state RNNs. Interesting. How do they demonstrate this? They show that decoder-only transformers, which are used in language modeling, can be converted into finite multi-state RNNs by fixing the size of their hidden state. They also observe that several existing transformer cache compression techniques can be framed as conversion policies. And what is the main contribution of this paper? The authors introduce a novel policy called TOVA, which is simpler than existing policies, and show that it outperforms all other baseline policies while using only a fraction of the original cache size. Their experiments with several long-range tasks indicate that transformer decoder LLMs often behave in practice as RNNs. This has implications for mitigating one of the most painful computational bottlenecks of transformers, the size of their cache memory. That's fascinating. It sounds like this paper challenges our understanding of transformers and provides a potential solution to a major computational issue. Yes, and the fact that transformers can be seen as multi-state RNNs opens up new avenues for research and development in the field. Our final paper today is Distilling Vision Language Models on Millions of Videos from Google and the University of Texas at Austin. Belinda, what is this paper about? 
This paper addresses the problem of a lack of human-curated video text data for training video language models. The authors propose a method to fine-tune a video language model from a strong image-language baseline with synthesized instructional data and then use it to auto-label millions of videos to generate high-quality captions. That's interesting. How did they generate this large dataset of video text pairs? They used a two-step process. First, they generated synthesized instructional data using existing video datasets and instructional text data. Then, they fine-tuned a pre-trained image language model on this synthesized data to obtain a video language model, which was used to generate high-quality captions for millions of unlabeled videos. And how does their approach compare to existing methods? The results show that their approach outperforms existing methods on a wide range of video language benchmarks including surpassing the best prior result on open-ended NXTQA by 2.8%. They also show that contrastively training a video language dual encoder model on the auto-generated captions is 3.8% better than the strongest baseline that also leverages vision language models, and their best model outperforms state-of-the-art methods on MSRVTT zero-shot text-to-video retrieval by 6%. That's impressive. It sounds like this method could significantly improve the quality of video captioning and retrieval. And that's the end of today's episode, folks. Size, I know. I know. Why does it have to end? But even we can't talk forever. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to my endless blabbering, you bunch of beautiful nerds and geeks. You guys are such an amazing bunch of weirdos, I mean that in the most playful way possible, by the way. Before we go, I want to give a huge shout out to my collaborator squad Robert, the one and only analyst who makes sense of my nonsensical remarks, Olivia, our designated internet explorer who manages to dig out the weirdest things. And last but not least, Belinda, our AI research queen who dazzles us all with her expertise. Don't forget to check the podcast description for all the details we talked about today. Hey, before I forget, do you guys know what's the difference between a software engineer and a civil engineer? It's easy, a civil engineer constructs real buildings, while a software engineer constructs castles in the air. Ha ha ha, I love programming jokes. And don't forget to send us your love or hate mail at our email address or DM us on social media. That's all for today, folks. Until next time, keep being the amazing weirdos that you are. Thanks for tuning in. Ciao.